Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. My name is Steven and with me as always is Brandon. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about overthinking, which is a topic that we had really planned on doing way before now. And I don't know how it kind of slipped through the cracks because it's something that we've both been very passionate on uh, because it's something that we hear all the time. It's something that we both feel like we're guilty of. And uh, let's uh, let's get down to it. Brandon, tell us a little bit more. Uh, I mean, well, that's that's the brass tacks of it all, really. It's uh, This is something that we get accused of a lot. Not that it's not entirely true. It definitely probably is a lot, <laughs> uh, many times. But there is also a level of it that I think is misconstrued. We also have a really fun segment uh, coming up in this episode that you guys are going to look forward to. I, I'm not going to give it away. You know, just if you like last week's segment just know that this one's going to even top last week's segment so you're going to want to stick around for about the middle of the show because it's going to get good riddle me this batman oh that's so good <laughs> Dude, i got really got good at it by the end emails were pouring in by the dozens about how great that segment emgpod at gmail.com <laughs> if you want to contribute to the uh, email on that um yeah overthinking man i'm glad that we're finally we're finally gonna talk about this because i'm tired of people telling me that i'm overthinking things because sometimes it's good to overthink things and let's start this episode by defining what overthinking is and i'm actually i'm gonna pass it to you on like how you would define overthinking and then i'll go over my my thought on it so i would define overthinking uh well i have kind of two categories for it the first is uh, when you are racking your brain on something that is in a repetitive manner that is unchangeable or unfixable, something that you you can't control, you don't actually know. So, like, if you're thinking about, oh, you know, what's what's this guy thinking or what's this girl thinking? They're probably thinking this or they're probably reacting this way. And you're just constantly going through all these scenarios that you honestly have no idea if they're realistic or not to the point where it's causing you to change your decision-making process. I think that can be defined as overthinking. I also think overthinking can be more narrowly defined as uh, giving power to thoughts um, when uh, maybe they're just thoughts and you can leave them be that way. What about you? I think overthinking is the negative connotation towards putting too much emphasis on too many possibilities in a situation where if let's say you're like oh man should I take this job or should I take that job it's like analyzing so many potential outcomes good and bad to the point where it actually becomes a detriment to trying to make a decision I feel like that's how society sort of analyzes overthinking like it's it's the negative connotation of it I don't think overthinking is like Dude, you need to overthink this. Like, you'll, you'll never hear someone say, dude, you definitely need to overthink this. Like, people will say, you need to think about this, but nobody will ever, like, positively enforce, you need to overthink this. Well, just by hearing your response here, I, I want you to, what's your distinction between overthinking and critically thinking about something? So I think overthinking of it is sort of the negative connotation of it. I think critically thinking about it is actually taking all the information, like, I don't actually think the two of them are really all that different. I think it's just like sort of the slant behind of how you word it. Because I think critically thinking is like, you should be taking all the information before making a decision. So if let's say you're like in your case, when you decided to no longer, um, like you didn't want to live in Rochester anymore, you wanted to like t- go on this different journey, this different path to move to Rochester, you had to like sit down and I don't know if you actually like wrote it down, but you pretty much like you had to think through where you're, where you see yourself, the long-term um, future, where you see yourself. And from there, after you had all the information, you tried to make a calculated decision on it. So like sort of having info and then making the calculated decision is like critically thinking through it. Whereas overthinking it is you have all the information and it, it, it gets to the point where you don't actually make a decision or like it, it paralyzes you from making the decision could be like the distinction between them. I, I also think, so I also think maybe it's not having the information and still trying to think through your decision-making process on it, you know, cause it's like, I don't really have 
uh, the resources at my disposal to really make a, a good decision on this because I don't have all the details. That's where I was kind of coming from with the idea of like trying to figure out what somebody else is thinking about something or how they feel about something when they're not uh, openly communicating it to you. You're just those are all your own thoughts. Those that's a, all- that's actually a good point. There there are, there are instances where I do feel like you could overthink being like, oh, does this person like me? But like, mm-hmm. you may not have some of that information without actually just asking them, hey, do you like me? So you might sit around and, and read into situations like, well, they did say this one thing. Or wait, they did do this one thing. Maybe they do like me. But maybe they don't like me because they also did this other thing. And then that can be, that's definitely another case. I'd be like, yeah, that's probably overthinking it because ultimately you're just paralyzing yourself from actually making any type of a decision. And, um, or, or you're getting to a conclusion that you don't have enough information to really get to. I feel like that's an overthinking situation as well. Exactly. Well, and that causes that can cause issues with your interactions with people. You you kind of come to this conclusion without having the that actual information and that it impacts how you speak with that person, if you pursue something with that person, all of that stuff can happen all in your own head and this person is just uh, in an innocent bystander of all your own thoughts. So it's that's that's kind of where I was coming from with it, but I I think I do think that we so far I'm feeling pretty I was kind of nervous about just this whole definition of overthinking because it like you said there there is a certain societal idea or connotation that comes with overthinking so when it comes to us bringing some sort of uh, definition to it I wasn't sure how how we were going to get there but so far I am happy with what we've kind of unraveled. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think a lot of our podcast episodes, we pick something that, I mean, it isn't truly defined. This is actually part of the reason why I feel like we feel obligated to talk about some of these topics are there are things that just get thrown around, but I do think sometimes there's a lot more to them. And I think it's actually a good thing to break it down because our entire lives, we're told all the time, like, quit overthinking it, quit overthinking it. It's like, you're told that enough times where I feel like you, you should kind of take a step back and be like, what does this actually mean? What am I overthinking? Like, it sounds like this is a bad thing, but I, I think by the end of this episode, I want people to see like, it's not always a bad thing to overthink things. I think it's recognizing what is truly the negative overthinking and what is truly a beneficial because to critically think through things, that would be the goal is you shouldn't make big decisions impulsively. You should actually like think them through, but at the same time, like overthinking could be very bad if like, Oh man, I can't tell if this person likes me or oh, does this mean something? Does it like like yeah, you could just overthink to the point of like being paralyzed. I think a lot of anxiety is literally just overthinking to the point of being paralyzed by all the possible outcomes because you you can't think everything through. There's a certain part of life where you just have to roll with the punches and that's it. Like there's no other way around it. Well, and uh, aside from the paralysis aspect of it, because I do think that that's absolutely a possibility of overthinking, I do think sometimes giving the power to these thoughts that we have running into our mind cause us to make decisions rather than paralyzing us and not making decisions. It can sometimes cause us to make decisions just because we think these thoughts are reality. And a lot of times it's just cognitions that are firing in our head and we have to recognize that, okay, I'm just in my head too much. And I think I think the reason why I wanted to ask you the distinction between overthinking and critically thinking is because I don't think <laughs> when you receive the information and you're trying to make a conscious effort to uh, make a good decision or whatever, I don't think that's defined as overthinking. You might be very thoroughly thinking about it. I think that's defined as critically thinking, you know, not making an impulsive decision. Uh, and I think sometimes that that's where the, this idea can get misconstrued to just, you know, just make a decision already. It's like, well, you know, I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen here. So I want to get a, a little more information before I just up and make a, a decision and be yeah. impatient about it. Exactly, because we've all been in those situations where we didn't think things through enough. Like when I just moved to Tennessee, I literally just moved down there into an apartment without a car, and I was like, wait a second, I can't get to class because I don't have a car from where I'm at here. Had I done a little bit more, not really overthinking, but just thinking at all, I probably would have made a better, more calculated decision on that. That's why it is good to, like, plot things ahead. I feel like one of the, one thing that a lot of people struggle with is, okay, it's, it's, not everyone has to be goal-oriented, not everyone has to, like, write out where they see themselves in six months, in a year, but, like, 
I, the reason why I think it's so valuable is because it just gives you a a track. It gives you things that like you're actually thinking ahead on how to make decisions. A lot of times I feel like people get kind of depressed because they're like, man, life's not going anywhere. But they're also not they're not developing any sort of plan to get somewhere. It's like you don't have to have it completely ironed out, but doing some planning out is not overthinking. It's just thinking logically like it's, it's thinking in a way that's going to benefit you in the future then again had you not made that uh impulsive decision we might not ever have the podcast so that's true maybe all of this is bullshit and you just got to make a bunch of decisions without thinking at all <laughs> <laughs> just make a lot more impulsive decisions <laughs> i don't know that's, that's probably not the takeaway that's probably not <laughs> that's the takeaway yes. episode's over thanks guys so much for listening to the everything must go podcast <laughs> So okay, it, before we even move on to any of the next points, what um, wh- what's a couple of things that you're you've either been overthinking about recently or like that tend to be the things that you 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 fi- that you consider to be things that you overthink? Uh, I would, I'll just say one thing. I'll say just taking care of myself, uh, health wise. A lot of times, I, Steven's probably heard this from me a billion times where. I will, uh, you know, maybe I, I go to holiday and I get a monster and then they have these, uh, these like croissant breakfast sandwiches or whatever. I'll get that. And I'll be like, well, I had a croissant breakfast sandwich. So uh, that means I can't work out or eat healthy the rest of the day. <laughs> like I'll go <laughs> through that. thought. That. <laughs> yeah. I'll go through that thought process of if I don't take certain steps in an exact right way, <laughs> I will, sabotage myself and the rest of the stuff and i think that that is giving power to these thoughts that come into my head and just instead of just saying well yeah i ate a croissant breakfast sandwich but that doesn't mean sabotage the rest of my fucking day and not do anything healthy i mean in fact because i had that i probably should double down on being healthy because so that's that's something i overthink about why do you have something in in your head that you were thinking about i mean i think uh I think I just, when it comes to time management, sometimes overthink things. Like I'll give you an example of something I overthought yesterday. I was like, "Wait, when should I, when should I get my haircut today? Or no, maybe next Tuesday? Or no, maybe maybe today?" And like I just like I went back and forth on like this, and I was like, "Well, but if I get my haircut now, but not then, then how am I gonna, how, like, what am I gonna fill my time with then? Is that more efficient, or is my hair gonna look?" I was just like, I put so much thought into this, and I'm like, "Why am I like, why am I wasting so many thoughts?" on something so inconsequential. So I think I tend to dwell on things extremely inconsequential towards like, oh, should I walk should I walk to GNC or should I order online at GNC? Like things that like they literally don't matter, but I'll just drive myself crazy over it. So I think I'm a really bad overthinker on inconsequential things. <laughs> I hate that about myself. So yes. I, I, uh, I drive myself crazy. Drive myself crazy. We haven't had a musical number during an episode Thank in a while. Right. Do you know what song that is? Is that a boy band song? I That's like in it sync, is, baby. Drive myself crazy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Dude. Those were the days. Those were the freaking days. You were uh, didn't you like Backstreet Boys more than NSYNC? Didn't we talk about this? Uh well when I was a kid I liked NSYNC more, but when I got older and I actually could make Critical thinking uh, <laughs> <points>. <laughs> And I like Backstreet Boys more Dude, That's interesting I think I think back then I liked Backstreet Boys more This is why uh, we, we don't get along <laughs> Yeah I don't know I really don't know I think uh, a couple of the NSYNC numbers are some of the best Bye 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 It's gonna be me Some, some solid See, choices I don't there. like those songs I like depressing Yeah but that's all because so you have dumb opinions So I like Selfish um, and I like that Drive Myself Crazy song. Wait, God. you don't like Bye 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 from NSYNC? This I, is a hot take. I don't, no. This is a hot take. It's too, it's too poppy. Um, what? It's I too like poppy. this song. I'm, I'm like, you're the pop guy over me. Dude, I like, you know what? I like heavy metal and stuff. I like angry dude, music. <laughs> dude, when you had your longer hair, I was starting to think maybe you're coming over to my side. <laughs> dude, I was busy working at GameStop. <laughs> you're too busy. <laughs> you're too busy working <laughs> Yeah, for those of you who don't know, someone made a comment once in a live stream. They're like, "Brandon looks like he works at GameStop," <laughs> and I don't. We, we we didn't really understand the comment, so then it's now it's just kind of become a reoccurring joke. It's pretty funny though. Okay, uh, is overthinking something you struggle with? Yes, yes, it is, Brandon. 
All right, let's hear more. How, oh, I'm, I'm speaking for Brandon here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, overthinking is definitely something that Brandon struggles with. Um, Wait, don't speak for me. You talk no, no, about I am. I am. I'm, 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 doing all, I'm doing your points and my points. <laughs> You're the host. <laughs> I'm the host of the show, right? Everything <laughs> must Steven. Everything oh. must Steven Russell be. That's what this episode is. No. Okay, so you, you, tell us a little bit. No, I want you to go. You go oh. first. Uh, for you? Okay, I'll speak. No, not for Brandon. me. For you. Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> yes. Um, overthinking is definitely something that I struggle with. I think that I do a lot of my overthinking. I think it's good because it's not actually overthinking. It's just like well-calculated thinking. But my overthinking on small things like, oh, man, where should I go out to eat tonight? Should I go here or no? Maybe I should go here. Just like the amount of time that I'll waste. Like just like thoughts and energy on stuff like that and just allocating my time or being like, wait, should I take this this day off work or no, 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 I should take this day off of work and just like trying to figure that stuff out. I will definitely overthink that. And then I'll definitely overthink things with like crushes, 100 percent. Like there'll be if I if I'm uh, if I'm like really into someone and I can't get a good read on the situation, I'll definitely overthink and be like, what, what does this text mean? I might even be like, yo, Brandon, what do you think this text means? You think this means X? Or Y, or Z, or one, or two, or three. What do you think this means? And then, you know, it, it doesn't really do me any good. Because in the end, having good communication is better than just overthinking. And in, in when you're when you got a crush on someone, but I'm curious. I'm I'm curious if any of this just comes from like a creative brain standpoint. Because it's like the ability to think up all these different scenarios it's part of what allows you to be a good storyteller or, you know, a good writer or, you know, whatever. I, I wonder if that imagination of it, it's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword on one end. It's, it's great because you can artistically uh, convey a really powerful message or articulate something that uh, someone has a tough time getting to, or just come up with any sort of cool story but on the other end it also happens in real life where you come up with these stories in your mind that end up shooting yourself in the foot well let me let me even say something else in this this kind of this goes back to the ignorance is bliss episode a little bit i think like when when we were at the zoo and you you made some sort of comment about i think it was was it a gorilla or something where we're like do you think that those things they um like we, we basically were talking about like what kind of thoughts do we think that they have? And then we kind of, when we thought about it a little bit more, we're like, how do we know that humans all have that much more of ability to, to really think, th- think through things beyond what that gorilla thought? And it sort of like sparked this whole spectrum of which people could, could think and like connect the dots on things. Because obviously from our previous episode of talking about intelligence, there's a lot of different types of intelligence, but there's also like, different capacities to things. So I think by being able to think about all this stuff, it, 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 it becomes paralyzing because sometimes there's just too many thoughts where other animals and other people for that matter, are like a little bit more reactive and do a little bit less um, analysis into things. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, you know, that kind of touches into our next point. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but the, the, what do you think causes overthinking, uh, well, we can go more into it later, but essentially I, I think that there is that sort of genetic component to it where intellectually you just have a certain capacity to think a certain way um, or to think more expansively on things, and so you can get caught up in that. But I think even more so when you begin to give those thoughts power, I think it becomes easier to get sucked down that rabbit hole when you – it's like establishing a habit of overthinking. You you start to overthink and then you act based on how you overthink and then that just becomes easier and easier and easier. Like I didn't get to where I'm at physically overnight. A lot of it was uh, obviously I was I was I guess escaping things that I was dealing with through uh through food and and uh, kind of uh, escaping just reality in general, but also when I would try to recover from it, that I would have these thoughts, like I just talked about, where it's like, if I don't, if I'm not perfect, when I start off my day, then I can't work out or something. And then that I would listen to that thought. And then each day it became easier and easier and easier to listen to that thought until I got to a place where 
it feels like I'm at the bottom of a huge mountain now. So I, I think there's a lot to be said about that. So do we want to just go in a little bit more to like what we think causes overthinking? Yeah, sure. What, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I, I, I think a big part of it is just like how you're wired. I think people are wired differently. So that's going to cause overthinking based on your capacity to think. <laughs> I also think that the environment that you're in is going to cause overthinking just depending on like what type of uh, like it's high pressure situations where you feel like a lot is, is riding on it. There's a tendency to overthink because you're like wanting that decision to not haunt you. You, 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 or you're wanting that decision to like, it, it matters. For example, the the MLB playoffs are going on right now, and if you're a pitcher out there in the MLB playoffs, if you're in like a game five, like um, there was the Dodgers against the Nationals, they had a game five, so that was literally the winner moves on to the next round, the loser doesn't. And poor Kershaw. in the eighth inning, the Dodgers were winning, and then like Clayton Kershaw went out there and gave up a couple of home runs, and then the uh, Nationals tied it up, and then ended up winning in extra innings. In those situations, there's definitely a tendency to overthink because every decision that you make has huge consequences if it's the wrong one. So I think that a lot of times overthinking just comes from like the, the weight of a situation in the same way where if you really like someone, you're going to overthink it because you really want to be with them. So like the, you're going to overthink it because the weight is a big part of it. So I think like how your brain is wired and then the weight of a situation are like two of the main reasons that you're going to overthink a situation. Yeah. And then I would say, like I talked about earlier, when you get in the habit of doing that. So in psychology, there's this thing called the reaction range. And the reaction range is essentially we we all have these genes that can lead us to be a certain person. But these genes don't just automatically make you something. They have a certain range. So if the environment impacts with the or if the environment interacts with those genes in a certain way, you could end up on the left side of the spectrum. So let's just use an example, I guess. Um, so uh, <clears throat> being an active person versus maybe being like a person that sits around and play video games. I, maybe I have the genes to like really be out in nature and, and love doing that. But if I grow up around all my friends who play video games, maybe that same gene that makes me that way never gets nurtured. And so I end up on the bottom half of that gene that puts me, that makes me want to go do that. And then I end up being this certain way. So I think that happens with overthinking as well, where you, when you're in those, those uh, the weight of those situations or just when you get in the habit of doing these things because maybe you have a lot of those situations where overthinking is a possibility and then you let that overthinking kind of overcome you, eventually maybe you'll end up on that side of the spectrum where this becomes kind of your reality where you constantly are overthinking. And I there was a really good quote a while ago. I, I don't remember who it was, but it said, overthinking is the ability to create problems that were never there and so you get in this habit of doing this you you have all these thoughts run through your mind and then you give power to these thoughts and then constantly create these problems and dig yourself a hole and then you're you feel stuck in a way and continue continuously go down this cycle so it's it's a pretty frustrating thing just being a person who does struggle from it every once in a while I know that uh, it's something I'd <laughs> I'd like to break the habit of, but well, well on, on the topic of just frustration in general, because you know that I've spoke about how much it pisses me off when tell, someone says you're overthinking it. What what about this idea of overthinking things? Do you think pisses you off the most? Like if someone says, Brandon, you're overthinking it. What what about that? has a tendency to kind of frustrate you. Well, the the actual, like, if I'm actually overthinking or if somebody tells me that I'm overthinking. In any situation where you've ever been told that and it actually, like, annoyed you. But I wasn't actually overthinking or I was overthinking? Well, I, I guess I would assume if you're, if you're annoyed by it that you probably weren't overthinking it or you yeah. were, like, thinking about it appropriately. Well, that, I mean, that would be a situation where, well, number one, it'd probably annoy me because I know that it is something that I will struggle with. And so a lot of times if there is something that you struggle with and then somebody, and it's something that you're conscious of and you deal with, um, 
and then people will kind of use that thing that you struggle with against you in conversation. They'll be like, oh, this guy just is an overthinker. So every time there's ever an issue or ever something that he's thinking about, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to resort to this default response that he's overthinking. So it, it pisses me off because I'm just like, you're not actually taking in the information. You're not looking at the variables of this situation. Just because I might be an overthinker in some situations does not mean I'm an overthinker in all situations. This is a situation where I'm actually being calculated about something and trying to take the information that I have at my disposal and figure out the steps along the way. That doesn't automatically mean I'm overthinking. So that would be what frustrates me the most. It's it's just basically laziness. It's it's an an unwillingness to actually pay attention to the the situation and just take a generalization and and plop it on you. How do you? Yeah, feel? the I agree. The laziness of it, the way to just like say, oh, you're just overthinking it. Just to like try to like sum up something. I think what makes me the most mad about when someone says this to me is it's like it. First off, they don't usually have all the information, and second off, it's just annoying because it's like a lot of times it comes from someone who doesn't think about I think what makes me the most mad is when someone who doesn't think that much about things and then they bring this up to me and it's like dude you're just overthinking it and I'm like oh so it, the the lack of overthinking has been really working out well for you and like you look at their life and you're like well I don't I wouldn't want to have their life so <laughs> and that annoys me sometimes and it's like you know I might overthink things sometimes because I do think about a lot of things and as I've said a bajillion times I I have like high expectations for myself. So like I'm thinking through my future. I'm trying to like make calculated decisions. So I'm going to have a tendency to overthink some parts of it. But for those times of overthinking it, it's better than, okay. So a really good example is sometimes like I've had jobs before where I ask a question that might come across as like, like I'm overthinking it. Like it, it, I'm just like asking for like a, for like extra clarity, but I don't make too many Knock on wood. I don't make. I, I in my professional career, I haven't made too many like big, big mistakes at work because I have a tendency to be very cautious and like thoroughly check and like, and double check and ask people just to make sure of things. And sometimes people are like, "I oh, quit overthinking it." But then those are the same people who do something really stupid and they're like, they get in all this trouble or they get fired or all these things. And I'm like, you know what? I will take this person saying that I'm overthinking things. I go ahead say that I'm overthinking things while you are the one who makes the mistake. Like I would much rather just make calculated decisions in life. Well, and I think that goes back to uh, the idea of not, not necessarily just intelligence, but last week we talked about intelligence and how uh, people that maybe come from a certain intelligent perspective have a harder time taking a perspective of maybe even a lower intelligence. Like maybe they learned something very easily and they're like, well, how come you aren't getting it? This thing, this thing is simple. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think a lot of times that inability to see that other perspective can really impact you in a way that you don't realize. Whereas, you know, maybe, Maybe for them, they don't need all the peripheral information to understand something. But for you, that that's how your brain works, and that's yourself aware of that. So it's not overthink. Maybe for them, it would be overthinking. But for how your brain works, it really helps you analyze the information and make decisions. So that's where there is variability between people, and you have to pay attention to that stuff. You have to listen to that stuff, and really develop patience within it as well. I agree. I just I, I I feel like I needed to make sure that we got at least one angry rant in this episode, and I hope it, I honestly hope it's not the last because <laughs> that's some of my favorite parts of these episodes. <laughs> you like the angry rants? Well, honestly. especially going into our our goofy segments. Well, I just I'm working on my anger. I'm trying to be less angry. Dude, you need anger management. I need anger management. <laughs> dude, dude, it's anger just, management. For me, it's it's the principle of anger that really frustrates me. Dude, looking at the sabermetrics <laughs> on anger, and you'll see Luke Voigt. <laughs> Check Luke Voigt out. He's there. He's been there. Actually, he hasn't been there. He's been riding the behind lately. He's, he's honestly been riding the bench lately. He hasn't been getting the hits. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be their demise. Just watch. They're they're gonna be they're gonna be down in a series, and they're gonna be like, what do we need? We need Luke Voigt. He's gonna come in. He's gonna hit a bunch of bombs and save the day. 
I'll, I'll actually I'll say something. If Luke Voigt hits a game-winning home run <laughs> in this series, we have to name uh, the we'll name the podcast episode after him. Okay. <laughs> if that happens, sounds good. I I'm totally down for that. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't know what the episode's gonna be about, but. <laughs> What, people are going to be like, who's Luke Voigt? And then they're going to click on the episode. They're going to be like, this has nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, we, I feel like we'd have to preface it a little bit. Like, Well, wait. Will, will the episode be everything must Luke Voigt? Or will it just be Luke Something Voigt? like that. <laughs> <laughs> everything must Luke Voigt. Oh, man. People I, listening to this show have probably no idea who Luke Voigt is. But that's okay. I just love the running joke that all of our goofy episodes, they're going to be like, everything must... And then the title of the episode, pretty much. Everything must ghosts. Everything must sports. Everything must sports is definitely the best title of any of our episodes. And the content of the episode is easily the best. Easily the freaking best. People are sleeping on that one. Honestly, I need to go back and listen to that one. I don't even remember it. <laughs> I don't remember a single highlight. Good thing that I don't think that was a video one. That was probably a good thing because I don't know if I'd be able to get any highlights out of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be at least one highlight in there. Your dad, your dad, I bet loves that episode. <laughs> My dad loves that. All right, let's do this new segment. <laughs> all right, folks, the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> this segment is called "Tell Me a Story, Daddy." And, uh, well, the reason I, I was going to name it Tell Me a Scary Story, because my, my thought process on this, what we'll do is we'll each say one sentence of a story, and then the other person has to come in and say the next sentence. So we have no idea what the story is going to be. This is going to be us making up a story on the spot. And uh, I wanted to name it Tell Me a Story, Daddy. I was going to name it Tell Me a Scary Story, because I want us to do a scary story in the spirit of Halloween. But... If we were to do this segment in the future, I want it to be broad enough for us to do any kind of story possible. So, so should we try to make this one scary? That's what I want. Yeah, I want us to. Oh, do scary yeah. All right. All right. Who's starting? I feel like we should have me start. Okay. I, I usually get things off to a good start. Actually, no. You already no, you already volunteered. Okay. All right. Yeah, there you go. Um. Is there any is there any rule as to how the story can start? It could literally just be any first sentence I want. It could be any first sentence that you want. Oh man. There once was a pumpkin named Maximilian. <laughs> Using real life experience, I appreciate it. <laughs> Maximilian wasn't the bravest of pumpkins, but he had a lot of willpower. He was recently a recovering alcoholic and now was turning over a new leaf. But then he met a girl pumpkin named Sabrina and Sabrina loved booze. And it was in that moment that Maximilian had to make a tough decision to go after his love of alcohol or his love of Sabrina. What he didn't know is that Sabrina was actually a teenage witch disguised as a pumpkin and this entire time she was plotting to destroy all pumpkins and what sabrina didn't know about maximilian was that maximilian was actually a cannibal just really quick background cannibal of pumpkins (laughs) (laughs) because he can't really be a cannibal if he's a pumpkin <laughs> oh yeah. Well, well, no, don't give me background. We'll just go off. There. You're overthinking. <laughs> I'm over. I'm overthinking. <laughs> Without this knowledge, Sabrina thought that she could plot up a couple potions using the mad scientist Buzz at her disposal. <laughs> but all along. Maximilian was planning on eating her. So one day, Maximilian asked if Sabrina wanted to play real-life Pac-Man. 
it was in that moment that Sabrina thought something is awry and took out one of her famous poisonous pumpkin potions and said, here, take this. It'll turn you into an actual real-life Pac-Man. So Maximilian became real-life Pac-Man. <laughs> and started eating all those floaty circle things. What he didn't know is those floaty circle things were other pumpkins. And so he actually did become a true cannibal and started getting the quakes. Sabrina became very aroused oh, no. by watching the work of Maximilian. This is such a and scary decided, story. And decided that she wanted to bring him home. When she offered to bring Maximilian home, they each paused as in the background was a white sheet-like figure creeping up behind them. As one can imagine, their first thought was, that's probably a ghost. But then they recognized that they were being insane because ghosts don't exist. As the ghost, well, supposed ghost, <laughs> got closer, they realized it was a member of the Ku Klux Klan, and they stabbed him. But, or, however, once they stabbed him, he said, don't do this to me, I just want to join in in your threesome. So then he did, and he started going over to Sabrina's house. While in bed together, <laughs> there was a lot of blood, and Maximilian turned to Sabrina and said, Oh, must be that time of month, huh? <laughs> and then, this <laughs> I can't <laughs> Uh, at that moment, the clan member guy freaked out and decided he should probably leave. So he ran away, leaving Sabrina and Maximilian in the bed to continue doing sex. <laughs> Sabrina and Maximilian looked over to the door where the, the clan's member had left to see that a trail of blood was following him and they remembered that they stabbed him and that's why there was blood everywhere not because of Sabrina's period it was in this moment that Sabrina said I have to tell you something I'm actually a witch it was in this moment that Maximilian said I'm glad that you got that off your chest. There's something I have to get off mine. I have AIDS. It was in this moment that Sabrina took out her magic wand and turned it into a flamethrower and started burning Maximilian the pumpkin. Maximilian screamed. Maximilian's spirit arose from his pumpkin-like corpse and towered over Sabrina, the teenage witch, and said, You will be cursed for all of eternity <laughs> with an everlasting period. And from then on out, Sabrina never had times of the month, just times of every single day for the rest of her life. To this day, it said anyone who goes back to that house will see Maximilian's supposed ghost sitting in the corner with blood dripping from his fangs, screaming while his head is on fire. The end. <laughs> Holy shit, that was such <laughs> a good story. 
we got like halfway through and I was like, this is not scary at all. How are we making this scary? So I was like, Dude. I want to throw in, I want to throw in a ghost. But then you, you gave me a curveball and took away the ghost thing. Dude, what are you talking about? That's a scary story. Well, it became a scary, scary story. story. Yeah, it became one. Dude, Dude I knew where it was getting scary. See, the thing is, if it got scary immediately, then it wouldn't be scary. See, that's where you're wrong. Hey, I think it was a scary story. In fact, I got nervous. I was like, what's going to happen to Maximilian? And now we know. So why is this called Tell Me a Story Daddy? I feel like adding daddy made it sound, <laughs> give it a whole different, whole different sound to it. Well, because like little kids want their their dad. The real question to is, what, what, really, what I mean is, which of us is daddy? That's really what I meant here. There was nothing else. I think we all know who's daddy. Me. I'm just the other guy. <laughs> when we're not on the podcast, Stephen calls me daddy. <laughs> That's a weird comment. <laughs> so this You're is the one w- who does it. <laughs> I, it's going to be really weird to segue into this into overthinking again. <laughs> well, we, did we just overthink that whole segment? No, I think it was perfect. Well, is there a way to prevent overthinking? Because that's the next part of this episode. As, well, first off, that was a good segment. It was a good segment. <laughs> Jeez, let's let go of the fucking segment. Is there a way to prevent overthinking? Uh, I think the way that you can stop overthinking, or to prevent overthinking, is... Um, for me, the idea of taking away the power from our thoughts. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean you need to put it into action or that that thought needs to prevent you from taking an action and paralyze you like Stephen has, has pointed out earlier. They're just thoughts. They're, just, they're things that we can't control most of the time. They just come through your head. You can acknowledge them and then let them go. I think um, if you... If you take them and and say that they are part of reality, you can fall fall down this rabbit hole of overthinking. So if you just acknowledge that it's there and let it let it go, I think you have a better chance of um, preventing that rabbit hole from taking you. That's actually pretty similar to what I was going to say. I don't actually have too much additionally to add to that. I was going to make actually a joke, like, well, you know, if you want to get rid of a uh, Overthinking things, you need to eat a banana a day, uh, increase levels of vitamin C. <laughs> but then I decided, you know, I wasn't really feeling trying to come up with that joke. So instead, I was going to tell you that I was going to make the joke instead and then still sort of end up making the joke anyways. Which I, I thought think, was kind of like a better way to take it. I think it was the better way to take it. And I don't <laughs> think that you overthought that process either. I no, think. I, I would say I, th- I thought it critically. I, I think I did some critical thinking there. Oh, man. <laughs> Are yeah. We, so if you anything, have, <laughs> anything else on that point? <laughs> no, I think the best way to prevent overthinking is just don't think at all. Just don't even think about things. Just stop thinking about. It. <laughs> all right. See, this is the. Here, here's one thing about being a co-host of a podcast. Let's Steven. hear. Let's let's hear. What's the thing? What, is, is, it, if a segment gets too goofy, you, you got to think about maybe putting the segment at the end of the episode because you might lose. <laughs> you might lose Steven from, you know, like serious thoughts or, you know, his typical articulate points of view. It's it's just going to turn into banana stuff and vitamin all, C all stuff. Overthinking is a thing of the past for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my old school voice again. Overthinking is a thing of the past. <laughs> Your old school guys are always from like Jersey or something. <laughs> Coming out of the docks, all right? Uh, maybe so that's because it's the only accent that i do is just like a horrible jersey boston-ish accent that's just indistinguishable <laughs> yeah even even tim has a a bit of a boston or jersey accent not that you <laughs> not that you do an impression of him or anything but <laughs> but if i did that's what but it if you did like. it would yeah that's exactly what yeah, it would sound like, <laughs> what it sound like. <laughs> No, I guess to be honest with you, there's not really a way to prevent overthinking. Like it's, I think it's, it's a lot of times just to accept the fact that there's going to be things where you're going to have a lot of thoughts and to not beat yourself up over it, but try to not, as you said, like empower those thoughts. Sometimes just be like, you know, you're going to have thoughts. You can't control having thoughts. I think one of the first things to do is when you're just, you're like, oh my god, you're overwhelmed by all these things. 
just recognize it's going to be pretty tough to just like block it all out. Like I, I know some people can block out more than others. I have never found a good way to just block things out. I'm going to have the thoughts. All I can do is like not empower them as much. Well, and I think too, when you get to a place where you say, Oh, you just need to block it out. You, you almost do yourself a disservice because you can't, you can't just exactly automatically block it out. So I, I find sometimes uh, I'll be in a place of like guilt where if, you know, I think a certain way or these things keep happening, I'll, I'll feel guilty about it as if I had some sort of control over it. But because you put yourself in this headspace of, oh, you just need to stop thinking about it or you just, oh, you just need to get over it. And it's like, well, yeah, that's that that sounds great in theory, but there might be more to this. Like maybe something's causing this. I need to maybe do some sort of acknowledgement of this and, and try to uh, kind of let it pass rather than just saying, oh, well, don't let it happen at all. That it, it, it just isn't as realistic, especially when you talk about uh, maybe being a, a, a person with this sort of capacity for uh, deep thinking or just being more intellectual or introspective like that's just going to be part of who you are so to just say well i just need to stop being who i am that's not realistic and you're just going to hurt yourself even more agreed um if you ever catch yourself overthinking how do you normally handle it uh so i'll give two sides of it the healthy side of me if i catch myself overthinking I will just just put myself into action. Like I'll just go do something, whether that's working on music, uh, taking Coda for a walk, just hanging out with Coda. It, instead of being locked up in my head when I'm healthy, I'll just go. I will go do something, um, like physically to to just get out of my own mind. Uh, when I'm not handling it well, a lot of times overthinking will act it will paralyze me where I will feel very overwhelmed and overstimulated by life and feel like I don't have any time to do anything. So I end up not getting anything done. So those are the two kind of spectrums of, of where I land when this happens. How, how about you though? I think I, well, I usually there's a lot of energy if I'm overthinking things. So I like to go to the gym. That's always a good place for me. Cause I kind of like disconnect from technology. I just kind of get in my own little zone, like, going on a run, lifting weights. It's just a good way to kind of channel the energy into something positive. I also think if I'm overthinking things, I like to have a friend that I can talk through things with. So if I have so like someone like Brandon, there's been plenty of times. I mean, hence a lot of how this podcast got started was me being like, hey, or Brandon being like, hey, I've got these thoughts. Um, have you been through something similar? Let me say some of these thoughts out loud. I want to hear your perspective on it because when they're your thoughts – you always are biased towards them. You're always like overly emotional towards them. Another person brings a whole different perspective and they don't bring as much uh, emotion toward it. So I think it's a good way to, I mean, it's, there's been times before where both of us have been like, dude, you're just over, like you're basically, we came to the conclusion, like you're just kind of overthinking it. Like it's going to yeah. be okay. And just sometimes hearing another person say, Hey, it's going to be okay. So, you know, unfortunately not everyone has like a great friend for this, but if you have someone Definitely take advantage of it. Maybe it's a family member. Just having that person that you can you can bounce ideas around is is really helpful. And then just find basically find what your thing is. Like maybe writing your thoughts down is really helpful because when when you're overthinking things, sometimes if you have it all written down, you it like looks a little bit more simplistic and like less chaotic. So sometimes I think finding a way to structure your thoughts in a manner that feels less chaotic and overwhelming, I think, is super helpful too. Yeah. Well, I think uh, verbalizing in any way, like you talked about with have a friend, you know, I think that's a, a big part of what therapy can be used for too is verbalizing in any way. Like for me, what I will admit to is as much as I really enjoy talking to people about their thoughts and what's going on and I, I really like being there for people, I find I don't give myself that same ability sometimes. I think I see in Stephen – He's really, really good about telling me what what uh, what he's dealing with and, and trying to get my perspective. I think a lot of times, and you probably aren't even aware of this because sometimes I don't talk to you about it. There, there are things that I'm going through that I don't verbalize and they just stay locked up in my own head and I 
it just becomes again this cycle of of, of a downward spiral. Uh, so verbalizing in any way for me uh, when I was taking better care of myself, music was a big verbalization thing for me. I'd write the things that were going through my mind down on a piece of paper and then put them into a song, and I could, if I was just struggling with them, I could just sing it. You know, it, and it was, it sounds, it sounds too simple to just say, well, if you just you sing it or you say it out loud, it, it gets it out of your mind. But I've found that in experience, it actually does work. It, it really helps me get these uh, like combative thoughts out of my head for a second so I can just put them on a piece of paper and, and put them into the world and realize that, hey, maybe this is just ridiculous or you know maybe, hey, there is something worth exploring here. So I, I definitely appreciate that that ability to do it. And I do think it is important. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Definitely. Uh, for, for some uh, audience questions, um, what, and, I guess, and reactions. So it can lead to overstimulation and that's really not good. It happens to me. And I mean, we've, we pretty much, we talked about that during this episode. It, when that happens, it becomes kind of a paralyzing thing. So, I mean, I think, it's a normal human thing to overthink things, feel overly stimulated with just all this stuff going on, and then becoming paralyzed and, and not having an easy way to work through it, which is why it's important to come up with ways to, to cope with it, like the things we mentioned well, previously. Sp- specifically, this comment says it can overthinking can lead to overstimulation. But I think mm-hmm. what you just mentioned was that overstimulation can lead to overthinking, which I think is a good point to mention. You, yeah. it, that, that is the danger when you actually are overthinking is your, your environment could be impacting you to a point where you're overly stimulated. It feels very overwhelming and you feel paralyzed by it. You're trapped in it. Um, but then also while you're in those thoughts, you're kind of adding to that overstimulation as it is and uh, things can get brought to a level that's even more amplified. So I think a lot of times it's minimizing, uh, not invalidating, but minimizing the things that we might build up in our own heads and re- recognizing that, oh, it's it's really not as big of a deal as I might be making it out to be. Uh, it, 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 you know, this person saying it happened to me, I think that's probably a very relatable thing. A lot of people that might have this issue probably deal with this. Yep. Too much to type, but overthinking will drive you mad. Agreed. It's when you actually do find yourself overthinking, like I said, uh, when I'm in my bad place of handling overthinking, when I catch myself doing it, it just, if I don't handle it correctly, it can collapse me even further. So it freaking it is a maddening uh, thing to experience. I, I actually think, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it in terms of like it driving you mad, I think you. I have actually a very very applicable example of something. So I think one of the biggest overthinking moments in my life has been this whole YouTube thing for me, because when I first started a channel I just knew like I wanted to create a YouTube channel because I wanted to be successful on that platform and create content and I would see big YouTubers and I'm like I think I could be like them I just feel like I just have to figure out what my thing is so my overthinking it has come in a variety of different ways but basically just like well what exactly do I make videos on how do I spend uh, or do I spend my time more on editing do I spend more of my time on this do I spend do I make videos like that like it People who have ever started a YouTube channel, and I think you could probably say the same for like any creative endeavor. Musicians, I'm assuming, probably go through the same process where you, you kind of go back and forth like exactly what message are you trying to convey? Exactly, you know, it, it, are, am I embarrassing myself? Like there's a million thoughts that can go through your head that will make someone just not put anything out there. And I think ultimately one of the best things for me has just been like people comment saying, Stephen, you put yourself out there a lot. And it, it's true because I kind of just believe in sort of the trial and error method where you just you just do enough different things and eventually you're like, okay, this worked, this didn't work, I'm not going to do that again. And then through doing it, I was able to figure out kind of how to build my YouTube channel and I still, I don't know exactly what the future of my channel is going to be like, but you can see the progression as to how I've been able to like figure it out more and more over time. So had I just not overthought it so much and just like just made videos on whatever and just kind of focused in on on maybe some of the things that I liked and not try to make things for other people or I don't know, pretty much overthinking it 
paralyzed my YouTube experience more than it helped it. So I think that like that is a, a great, good example of like understanding the driving it mad. Like there was weekends where I was like, I need to get a video out this weekend. And I would literally just drive myself insane and just not produce anything because I, I it got to the point where it just paralyzed me and I didn't do it. So well, I totally get this. And I'm glad that you bring that up because it's encouraging for if you're a person who is worried about your uh, the the fact that you do overthink a lot and worry that maybe this is just going to be part of who you are and you're never going to be able to overcome it. You know, this is an example of a, a specific scenario where Stephen was doing that. He was overthinking this to the point of paralysis and stagnancy and then eventually he got to a place where hey my art's not going to be perfect i just got to put stuff out there i just got to put myself out i just got to do stuff just got to put it into action and then it it turned things around for him so there is an encouraging uh silver lining in this stuff in the fact of the matter of even if you are a introspective person or a person who thinks a lot about things you still have the capacity to behave in a way that uh, doesn't let that overthinking uh, stop you from doing the things that you want to do. You can develop a habit of putting yourself out there, doing or just putting putting your thoughts to action, or or just putting things to action in general. So I just wanted to mention that too. Exactly. Have you? Uh, so this is a question that actually got asked while we were doing the live stream. But have you ever overthought things during sex? Yes, I have. Oh, when and I'm. I was gonna say this is this can be embarrassing, but honestly, I'm not embarrassed by it because when I was younger, um, like when I first started having sex, there was a lot going on in my life, and I felt very overstimulated. When I was going through a lot of stuff, I uh, started to have troubles just like like being into the sex like being present within it and uh honestly staying like aroused and i was like holy shit do i have erectile dysfunction (laughs) at like 20 years old what the hell is wrong not 20 like 18 years old what's wrong with me and uh and then that those thoughts crept into my head that there was gonna be something wrong with my ability to perform and then it just completely just it kept building like oh man i'm I'm going to be the worst. Um, and But then what I was able to recognize later on was that I was going through a lot of stuff in, in my life and it was impacting my ability to perform. And then that the fact that it was impacting my ability to perform was also impacting future my ability to perform. So I was able to recognize that it was overthinking and, and recover from it. So... See, this is hard for me to relate to because I'm I'm just incredible at it. So for me, it's been nothing but smooth sailing. There's been no overthinking of anything. So that's what that's why it gets kind of tough. But I mean, I get I get your perspective. But <laughs> how much do you hate that response? I love the response. I'm really glad that we got that. I'm really glad <laughs> to have you tell this story. I mean, honestly, I I I, I think it's completely. I honestly think if you have not overthought during sex, there's something wrong with you. It's like, of course you're going to think about it. It's like, it's an, the whole experience is not very, it's not like riding a bike. <laughs> I feel like there, there's, there's something about it that, like, there's, there's just a lot going on. So it's like, you're going to overthink it. You should definitely do a sex ed video on your YouTube channel. I think we'd all really appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, I think it's normal to overthink. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of anything I've specifically thought about, and I, I guess I don't have as good of like a story like that. Like, I did have a, I had like a week where I had like I just had no sex drive for a week, and I was like, oh god, what does this mean? And that's actually the number one thing I thought of when you had mentioned that was, I had a week like that, and I was generally like very worried. I was like, is this gonna come back, or is this just the rest of my life? I also think, just from the male perspective we probably build sex up to be an even more important thing than it is a lot of times. We pedestalize it, and so I think that that can really impact your just ability to be present within it or think that it's, I have to go, I got, I have to fucking have this, man. (laughs) Or sometimes you just probably, it's probably less, less intense. I, I, I agree. I think that in general, people just overthink 
like the value of sex or like what you're supposed to do with it. I think people think if they're not sexually active that there's something wrong with them and it's, I mean there's not but that's it's definitely put way too high on a pedestal. We could honestly do an entire episode just talking about how it's definitely put too high on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had a better story, but I can't think of anything. I overthink. You're just always killing the game, so it's like. <laughs> yeah. See, that thing is, I've, I'm never, I'm, I'm, I'm smooth sailing. I'm smooth sailing, Steve. That's my thing. That's it. Uh, I overthink when there's a lack of communication. Yes. People who don't communicate very well, I will tend to overthink. If anyone who's ever dated someone who's a bad communicator, it is brutal because then you're just like, what is going on? Um, I don't know. And like you just start thinking of like a million things like, oh, I haven't heard back from them. I wonder if X, Y, and Z is happening. And I wonder who they're there with. Do they care about me? Do they still love me? Are we about to break up? So, yes. When there's lack of communication, it makes me infuriated, so I totally get it. Here's what I will say about this, because 100%, yes. I think their inability to communicate is 100% on them, because it's not your fault that they're not communicating. But it is not their fault that you are overthinking their in a, their lack of communication. That's on you. Like You still have to deal with this overthinking aspect uh, that you're going through while they're not communicating. You know, if, if it's to a point where you can't you can't function with a person because they're communicating, then you need to rethink about the relationship that you have with this person. But it's not their fault that you are actually overthinking it. I think that's that's still on you to to handle the overthinking that you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it is it's still technically on you. So yeah, I agree. Um any anything else in any of these points? Questions? How we feeling? How we feeling right now, man? It's a, it's a it's a good old Saturday at the time of the recording here. How we feeling? I'm editing all this part out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's good to know. I I see where you're uh, I see where you're at with this. So, <laughs> what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts are that Steven's incredible at sex. He's never, ever had any problems at all overthinking or doing anything that's less than incredible performance. And I'm just in awe of his, his brilliance. (laughs) I'm the LeBron James of it. (laughs) The LeBron James of sex. I'm the LeBron James. LeBron James isn't even the LeBron James of sex. (laughs) No, he's definitely not. Um, I don't have any final thoughts either. I think we covered everything. Do you have any I feel rec- pretty good about what we said in this episode. I'm curious if you have any sweet recommendations. <laughs> you want some sweet recommendations? Dude, I recommend carving a pumpkin and keeping it outside and not leaving it inside because that pumpkin that you can see in the back of this live stream, if you're watching it on Twitch or if you're uh, watching it on YouTube, it's uh, it's not looking so good. It's uh, I'm gonna have to throw it out real soon. So I recommend keeping that thing outside because he doesn't like it inside. I recommend Steven's YouTube channel. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so if you haven't checked it out yet, Steven Russell B, you can go to youtube.com slash Steven Russell B and you'll, you'll find the guy. It's yeah. Incredible, incredible stuff. He's going to have, I think he's coming out with a, a new sex ed video next week or something. <laughs> so Can definitely. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Dude, I would love to watch that video. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's actually when, what ends up happening? Like, when I have kids, they have a, uh, they need someone to, to talk about sex ed. And I'm just like, well, I guess I got to teach it to the youth. <laughs> and you make <laughs> they, a video out of it. I, I contract, I'm like, all right, and I go into the school, and I'm like, all right, guys, so uh, today we're going to learn all about where you all came from. And no, it wasn't from the stork. And then, and then, I, and then the rest of the class is you <laughs> bragging about how incredible you are at sex. I'm like, so here's all the chicks. Here's how they rated my performance. And honestly, <laughs> they're all bullshit, because I'm a 10 out of 10 every single time. Yeah, like, this one here, they give me a 7.4, like, come on. Like, she clearly just... She was over. Know what she's talking she was about. overthinking. She was overthinking that rating. What she meant to put was a ten point four. 
If you guys want to uh, follow us uh, on Instagram or Twitter, our handle is at EMGpod. If you have any thoughts or questions, please send us an email, emgpod at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail, 513-427-EMG5. Again, that is 513-427-EMG5. Follow us on our own personal Instagram or Twitter. Uh, mine is at Brandon J. Flippin. Stevens is at Stephen Russell B. Uh, the only reason I bring those up is uh, every week when we're doing a new episode, we typically post uh, a an option for you to ask a question on our Instagram pages. And so if that's the most convenient for you to do to get your thoughts or comments in to us, I would say do it up. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Next week, we'll be doing an episode on striving towards equality. I know that's a very broad uh topic idea but it's it'll become more clear uh next next week so check that out and we'll see you next time talk to you soon